Welcome to Nobody's Podcasting. I'm Danny. And I'm Trevor. This week we are all over the place. We talk movies, video games, TV shows, we get a biology lesson from instructor Trevor, and touch on get in touch for money. So, sit down, strap in, and enjoy. Alright, and welcome. How's it going, Trevor? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Excited to be here. Uh, first episode. Yeah, I'm fucking excited. I'm yeah. ready to get this rolling, man. And and for everybody, just a little heads up. You know, this is this is not about anything. No, 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 no real rhyme or reason. No, we're just gonna kind of talk, and we should probably get out ahead of this a little bit and let you know that we're gonna disagree about some stuff and. Uh, if you disagree with us, that's great. We want to hear from you. And so we're actually, we're going to link an email and stuff in here too so you can get get with us. Let us know. Yeah, definitely. Disagreement is our, is our, it's our bread and butter. It's, it, it's, it's what we do. And, Almost exclusively. Uh, oh, absolutely. And uh, when people disagree with us, it's so much fun, especially when they're wrong. So if you're going to disagree with, uh, disagree with us, please feel free to be wrong. Because that's, that's just so much more fun. Yeah. Um, so, in the in the interest of just talking about stuff, especially stuff that doesn't matter, um, I was just thinking about something the other day, and I thought, man, who better to ask this question to than you, Trevor? So, this is my question. How would you feel about your old lady getting worked over by some other dude or woman? In a non, like non-romantic way, like, like if she got a massage, with a happy ending, how would you feel about that? Well, probably not great. I mean, the massage part, I you know, whatever, that's fine. Although I don't know, you threw the woman in there. That's tough to say. Tough well, to say. It's just like, in, in I, I almost said non-sexual. Obviously, it's going to be in a sexual way, but in like a non-romantic way where it's. You know, maybe the masseuse, like, they're not even there. You know, it's like a fucking Wednesday, and they just want to fucking go home. They're over it. It's just a part of the process, you know? They massage your shoulders, massage your arms, massage your back, and then they work her over a little bit. It's what they paid for. It's part of the package. You just fucking, you just kind of grin and bear it, do what you got to do, and get out, fucking wash your hands, go on to the next one. I feel like she'd be more disappointed than I am. Like, if it's a fucking Wednesday, they're just wanting to go home, and they're just doing this because they were paid for it, you know, it's whatever, it's like, let's just get it over with. I feel like she's not going to be getting her money's worth, and she's going to be way more upset than I would be. Well, maybe they're still good, but it's like, it's, it's, it's just part of the job. Yeah, but you can only be, good only carries so far if you have no enthusiasm with it. Okay, well, maybe she goes to just, like, a good one. Maybe he, she, or it is, you know, enthusiastic, a real go-getter, wants to get the job done right. But that, like, but that's, but that's it. You know, it's just like it's a job. Like she's not specifically going. And maybe like, and and also with it in mind that she's not going to this massage parlor specifically for that. It just happens to be part of the package that she has. Like, you know, it's like a full day spa. Like, you get a fucking, you get your hair done, you get your fucking facial, and they fucking mani pedi, and you get a massage, and the massage ha- happens to have a happy ending. A little finger blasting at the end there. You know, I, I think what it would come down to is um, am I allowed to watch from the corner? 
I'm going to say no because that turns it into like a specifically sexual thing. <laughs> okay, well in that case no, I I'm I'm not for that at all. But not to uh not to take the the spotlight here. I'm going to flip that same question over to you. I don't know. So I think it would bother me, but all kinds of stuff bothers me. I'm a I'm a jealous individual. But I thought like so there are other countries and and well I guess even some places in the United States where prostitution is legal. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's all these stories about happy endings at massage parlors and stuff, which I, I gotta tell you, I don't know if that's even like a really real thing or if it's like an overblown thing. But um it just got me thinking, like, what if it what if it was legal and it was just like um, it, it was just a part of the job. Like there's, there's no feelings attached. It's just something that they fucking do. It's part of the package. You know, it's not, not even like a hookup culture or, or anything like that. Like they just, you know, if you're, if you're a dude, you know, they, they work you over, they clean you off, send you on to wherever your next fucking appointment is. If you're a woman, same thing, you know, there's no like foreplay or nothing. They just, it's, it's all just part of the job. I think in that situation, what you're going to be looking at is um, right now you're going to have you're going to have all kinds of problems. You know, like you said, you're a jealous individual. So am I. Um, but if this is something that would that were to progress, become legal, everything's fine, it happens, then it eventually it just becomes a part of just the way society is, and it it, it becomes an acceptance, just like you know a massage. You know, there there are a lot of people who aren't comfortable with their significant other going to a, a spa or something like that and getting a massage, especially from somebody of the opposite sex. But for the most part, it's a socially acceptable thing that, you know, most people just accept as a thing some people like to do. Well, and what if, like, there was also no choice in who you get to massage you? Like, you just, you, you have to just kind of roll the dice, like... Like, say you're going to go in for a massage, and this particular massage includes a happy ending. You don't get to pick who it is. So it could be it could be some little Asian chick. It could be, like, some old Middle Eastern man. It Anybody. It's just whoever they have available. If that's how it is, then um, Ahmed better have soft hands. <laughs> but, no, what, does, that, does that change? Like, would that change how you feel about, like... If it were legal, if it would bug you, if if Lisa went in, the short answer is yes. I mean, just just in general, based on not knowing and and the fact that you know, um, that's something that 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 is happening. But again, I'm a jealous individual, and you know, I have that, and I realize that it's getting more and more um, in society that it's kind of the the old mindset of um, you know we're. We're in a relationship, so now we're exclusive to one another. She doesn't get to stray, neither do I. <clears throat> but, um, like I said, that being said, um, I think there are plenty of people out there now who it wouldn't bother at all. Um, and I think that if that were something that came about, eventually it would just become a societal norm. Yeah, I think I could get there. I mean, unless like, unless there was like a trend where it's like, I see that you're only going on <laughs> fucking Wednesdays between 4:30 and 5:45. <laughs> I 
I think my biggest issue would would be with it is, um, you know, why am I spending five hundred dollars a week for you to go to the fucking spa, and then finding out like, oh, okay, all right, okay, we're done. Like this is over. <laughs> but that's I I don't know. I I feel like it's it's kind of been a weird thing where it's like, um, I I don't know. I, I'm not sure how I would feel like if it became like a a like just a, a part of something that you could do like if there was a place that you could just go for a blowjob so Lisa didn't have to do it and it's just like there's no feelings it's just it's just it's just handling business yeah and I mean again with that though like talking about me personally I still have you know I I have that I, I suppose a lot of people call it kind of archaic, old world, draconian. Mindset. She's going to be so proud of you listening to this. <laughs> um, that you know that would be wrong, but you know, not speaking for just myself, but speaking for for those people out there who are okay with that. I mean, sure, there there's plenty of people where you know something like that wouldn't be a big deal. Um, well, me, there's plenty of people that that's kind of like a kink. For yeah, them. yeah, for sure. Like having their significant other get worked over by somebody else, oh, but yeah, that's absolutely. but that's not like, and that's actually away from the point that i'm trying to make where it's like if there was really if it wasn't about the sex part of it like that just happened to be a part like how would you feel i don't remember how this got brought up like or how this came to mind but i was thinking like like i don't know like it's not terribly cut and dry for me where i can just be like nope not not game or never Never do that. I'll never allow him to do that. The hard part for me, I can say that I wouldn't be okay with it, but you know, I I also you know realize that I don't. I mean, I have a say in that, like, hey, I don't want you to do something like that, um, but I can't like force it. You know, I can't like make her not do. Like, I can say, you know, hey, you do that, and we're through. If you, I don't want you to do that. Um, if this happens, you know, we're, we're just done, but I can't like fucking chain her in the basement or something and prevent it. But I can say like, just going back to the original question, bare bones, short answer. Yeah, it would, uh, it would not be okay with me at all. Do you think it's better, worse, or the same as just going to like a strip club? Because isn't that like, you're specifically looking at something supposed to be in like a sexy way. Like the dancers are supposed to try to entice you. Yeah. But I would say it's, it's worse because here's the thing. Like while your while your scenario, there's no romanticism behind it. It's just part of the job. There's still the, the intimate physical contact. Whereas a strip club doesn't have that to that extent. Now, um, that being said, um, you know, strip clubs are also just something. One, one. I mean, I'm a fucking adult, 32 years old. It's fucking. I mean, they're boring. There's no appeal to a strip club. Um, two, um, it's something that that Lisa isn't comfortable with, and you know, I have respect for that. So, aside from not having desire to go to one in the first place, I wouldn't anyway because that would that would hurt her that's not something that she wants um well that's fair i'm not i'm not really into strip strip clubs either and i don't know how i would feel about m 
in like a male strip club, but she also doesn't strike me as the type of person that would care to go, I guess, to one. Probably not. And I think one thing to keep in mind, though, is a lot of times, you know, I, I really believe, while I do understand that it is kind of a, a stereotype and it is kind of a, a running gag, I do kind of think that a lot of male strip clubs, most of the dancers are gay. I say I wouldn't know, but uh, I, I don't mean, know. I could be absolutely wrong about that. Hey, if you're a male stripper out there and you have uh, any any um, knowledge on the matter, let me know. Are are most are most of the uh, male strippers gay, or a lot of you straight and just what? What's the goal? Like, I, is it just money? Is there more to it? I, I just want to know in general. Like, if if I can get any responses of anyone, just how you would feel if that kind of service was available how you would feel about your significant other doing it like if um because I, I don't know especially if, like i don't know maybe it's like need fulfillment for some people like say you have a you know you have a husband or something that just for some reason won't go down on you and like if there was a place that you could just go and just have that done and you know it's like it's it's clean it's like you're not out fishing for someone to like uh, to go fish. for, uh, and it's not like a uh, it's not like a situation where you're actually looking for someone to like run around. Like it's just like you know I can't pop my wife's back very well, so maybe she goes to a chiropractor. Well, you know, maybe I refuse to go down on her, so she goes to the clinic where they just handle that for her when she when that particular need pops up. Actually, so two interesting points about what you just said. One, for everybody listening, don't I don't I don't recommend chiropractors. It's all woo bullshit. None of it's actually that beneficial. Matter of fact, it's oftentimes dangerous. Two, um, <clears throat> talking about women going to the clinic to have that done because it that was actually a treatment, a medical treatment at one time for women. Um, the doctors like. <laughs> Early on in their after, early on in their more widespread use, um, dildos were oftentimes prescribed by doctors to help women basically get over their moodiness. So you know, hey, you're being bitchy, go have an orgasm, kind of thing. Um, so, oh, I know orgasms help me when I'm being bitchy. It's true. It they help me for sure. So actually, you're not too far off the point though. There, that used to be a thing. It used to be a thing that if if um. Doc, a doctor felt a woman had attitude issues or she was having um, some sort of health trouble that for whatever reason the doctor attributed to mood issues or something like that. They would basically prescribe orgasms. Yeah, so, I mean, there's precedence there. I don't think it worked the other way. Like, I don't think there was a place that a guy could just go to get his dick sucked outside of Craigslist. Yeah, Nevada. Well, I suppose that's true. But, see, I mean, but Amsterdam. that's still, like, prostitution for you know prostitution's sake i'm just saying like if there was like if that was a business model like that's all they did and it was like going to a masseuse like i don't know i'm curious i'm curious to see what people would say like how they would feel about it in a non-sexual way like i know that there's obviously going to be some people out there that like the idea of their significant other getting off by somebody else and that that's fine you know Whatever, whatever rocks your boat is is totally cool. I don't care, but uh, I'm just like in the general sense. Like I want to know how people would feel about it. 
Like, because I'm sure that there's plenty of people also that don't like it, like, don't like that idea. But maybe there's some people who'll be like, man, what a weight off my fucking shoulders. Or, you know, what a weight off my jaw. Like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. Um, reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Uh, you know, are you for, against, you know, indifferent? And uh, why? Let us know why. That's that's going to be the most interesting thing. You know, I, I definitely want to hear people's people's thoughts on it, not just a yes or no. Um, <clears throat> defend your position. Take kind of a hard stance on chiropractors there, didn't you, bud? It's because they're bullshit. Are they? Yeah, absolutely. There's no actual um, there's no actual evidence that they have any kind of uh, medical benefit or very little medical benefit and oftentimes they cause more problems than they solve not to mention it's more of a placebo people go to a chiropractor because this hurts or that hurts they see the chiropractor he does his little poppy pops um, they feel better for a few days then they have to go back it's not an actual treatment well so well in that sense then it does work if it's like if, if someone's getting an actual placebo effect out of it there's nothing wrong with that but it doesn't actually address the real problem. It does nothing to take care of the reason why they're having the troubles they're having. All it does is make them feel better for a little bit. Placebos are good for making you feel better for a little bit, sure, but they don't actually do anything to get rid of the original issue. Hey, that's that's actually not true. Uh, I was actually reading here not too got off long ago a study uh, about how they found some like legitimate effectiveness for placebos. And even like a strangely high amount of effectiveness for placebos that people knew were placebos. I guess there could be something to be said for the uh, mental effect of thinking that something's going to make you better. Um, Just will yourself into good health. Be like, I'm going to take this fucking pill and it's going to work because I say it is, goddammit. Sure. Um, now, keep in mind, though, describing chiropractic as a placebo is like best case scenario. Like, it, it, it may not, I mean, you, you could easily just say it's not even that good because it really has no real lasting benefits. And honestly, it is rather dangerous. You know, plenty of people have been severely hurt because they fuck it up. They do something wrong. They overextend. They fucking, you know, what have you. And then you have these people who bring their fucking infants to chiropractors. Like, babies don't need chiropractic care adults don't need it but babies certainly don't like there's no no very few to no real benefits you know i actually know a chiropractor um who works locally we should try to get him in they're like tell us tell us about what you do and uh you you two can just go at it i don't know anything about chiropractic well so chiro chiroprancy that sounds good <laughs> so chiropractic is basically like the whole point of it is manipulation of the spine well um, so i know that and they they like they crack stuff and they push on stuff and they move stuff around and 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 that but like i, I don't like i don't know too much about any of the perceived science behind it like i know it it's something that uh, some people are really against. Um, some people, yeah. Some people are really for and all that. But I, I've never looked into it. I've never thought of even going to a chiropractor because it's too close to a doctor. I don't like going to them anyway. Like, but yeah. Um, 
yeah, so the one that I know, I've like I said, I've never used any of his services. I just know him as a person. We went to school together. He's a nice guy. Yeah, I, I, I've used chiropractic services um, once or twice. Oh, you um, fucking hypocrite. Youth. No, 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 no. This fucking was before. Out here. This it's was... all bullshit. They're fucking <laughs> snake oil salesmen. I used them a couple times, but. This was before that. Um, so, of course, the way, the way uh, reason works is you believe something or you think something until you're shown evidence otherwise, and then you change your thought process, you change your idea, you change your beliefs based on the evidence. Um, and that's that, I mean, that's just how a reasonable mind should work. Um, so well before knowing the ridiculousness of, of chiropractic procedure, I have used them. And so the thing about it is like the whole thing is spinal manipulation, of course. Now there are very few instances in which spinal manipulation is actually a good thing. Um, and the fact that when you crack your knuckles or you pop your neck or you pop your back or something like that, all you're doing is popping the air bubbles that form between the joints, between the bones. So aside from very few cases where spinal manipulation could actually be beneficial, like you're, you're literally doing nothing lasting because all that's going to happen is that those air bubbles that you've gotten rid of are just going to reform and come back. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I pop my knuckles a lot. It feels pretty good. It does. It does feel good. I pop my knuckles. I pop my neck. I pop my back. It does feel good. And you know, I have lower back pain a lot. You know, I'm getting older. I've 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 done a lot of things that have caused me to have back pain, and so I pop my lower back a lot. And it does help alleviate the pain for a short period, but it always comes back. And the reason for that is because just popping it isn't, you know, it's not something that actually takes care of what the actual problem is. It's just something that kind of feels good. And maybe alleviates a little bit of pain once in a while for a short period. So, like, that's all there is to it. Um, you know, it's... But it doesn't actually fix the problem. You know, and also, we didn't say it before. Um, I'm going to say it now, and then also again at the end of the podcast. You can email us at nobody's nobodiespodcasting at gmail.com. All lowercase, all one word, and please... Please email us and tell us how Trevor is wrong. I want to hear all about it. I want to hear all the studies. Give me everything you got. Um, By all means, and and don't be surprised um, if I hit back because I will. I will defend my position. <clears throat> I will look up studies. Um, I will look into everything more in depth, and I will absolutely defend my position. Now, keep in mind, however... While I am happy to be disagreed with and I am happy to have a discussion, if it turns into you going la 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 la, discussion over, like you set ground act, rules. Act like an adult. Like if you're gonna disagree, if you want to have a discussion, that's great, but act like an adult. That's fair. Um, you know, so you were saying, you know, belief until you're proven wrong. That's kind of what happened to me in ghosts. Yeah. I can't do ghosts anymore. Like I fucking can't, man. Like, when I was growing up, the idea of ghosts was intriguing to me. Not for, like, a religious sense. Mm-hmm. It's just, in like, an exciting sense. In the same way that, like, um, cryptids 
and stuff like, you know, the Chupacabra and the Jersey Devil, stuff like that was interesting because there's nothing, there's nothing really cool and like mystical, I guess, about real life. No. Like there's, we don't have a fucking, like, like there's no real Pegasus fucking floating around. There's not a Medusa fucking like sliding around somewhere. Like all the cool myth stuff is bullshit. Like we know it's bullshit, but like not not to not to cut you off um i i absolutely want to hear the rest of that but saying that there's no medusa slithering around turning people to stone you've obviously never met my first wife <laughs> uh no i i have it i i get it though but no like that kind of stuff is just like it's depressing to me like there's no werewolves oh you werewolves. know even you know vampires and stuff like that like the idea of that stuff is just exciting you know um, and Ghost was kind of like the last one that even as you get older, like the adults around you still believe in. Mm-hmm. And that's the one I tried. I really tried to hold on to the longest. And then more and more information would come out and they'd be like, well, that was a hoax and I can explain why. And for the longest time, it was just, nope, I'm not going to listen. That dude doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. It had to be a ghost. How could it be anything else? And then I finally just started listening, and they're like, well, like on this video, you can clearly see that that's a string pulling the chair over. Like, you can see it. It's right there. Or they'd be like, like, yeah, so this is this is CGI, you know, or it's it's been doctored in this way, and you can tell because of this. And then even more so, like, there was some uh, stuff a while back where they were like, they they were able to explain away everything, even to the point of like a lot of old houses have like old style pipe in them, and they were able to recreate how water going through those pipes can give you hallucinations. And it's like there's not a single ghost thing, like a ghost story, a ghost video, a ghost picture that can't be explained. Right. And it was just like, God damn it, they got me. They they fucking there was that one carrot left, just just dangling in front of me and then they just reached over and took it away and now it's gone and i just i can't dude and it, it it actually it, it it makes me sad a little bit i want like it's like aliens also like i want to believe like i i guess i do still believe in aliens because there's still like there's a lot there right? right that's a whole different thing but like with ghosts i've never seen one thing that's made me kind of turn back around and be like wow you know what that's actually pretty fucked up yeah no um so i'm right there with you uh i think i lost any kind of any kind of belief or suspicion of belief in any of that kind of stuff when i was fairly young um realizing that it was all nonsense and of course as i got older you know you see those stupid ass shows they have on on different fucking channels that 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 are paranormal investigation shows and they're just they're just they're so ridiculous and everything that they do everything that they claim to see or hear can easily be explained away easily be explained away especially since this is a television show like this isn't something that you're seeing firsthand this is a television show i mean how much fucking editing would go into this sound editing visual editing all this stuff to put that stuff in there and some of those some of those shows they don't even try no they don't they really really don't it's a lot of walking around in the dark and they're always in the dark for some oh, reason absolutely because apparently time. ghosts can't exist in daylight right but for some somehow your night vision is going to pick them up yeah you know or for some reason they give off and that's the thing like they always talk about like well you know we have emf detectors it's like what do you have to base that against what studies have ever been done that show 
spirits, if they even exist, give off an electromagnetic field. You have nothing to base this on. And you're using all this equipment, which, by the way, oh, I'm picking up an EMF reading. Guess what does give off electromagnetic fields? And we know it does. Microphones, cameras, electrical equipment, of which they have a shitload. Right. Like, it's so fucking stupid. Now, you know, and that's the thing. Like, the cryptids are different from aliens <clears throat> in that, without going super in-depth with it, whether you believe they visited Earth or not, the, the mathematical chances of intelligent beings not existing elsewhere in the universe are pretty much zero. Right. Like, mathematically speaking, there has to be more than humans and the other animals here on Earth. There has to be more out there somewhere. So whether you believe they visited our planet or not, it would be ridiculous for you to think that they don't exist. Right. But the other cryptids, there's nothing, not even mathematical, no, nothing there whatsoever. Every, all all evidence they have for it is anecdotal or circumstantial. Well, and a lot of, uh, for like cryptids and stuff, they were really kind of able to, for a lot of them, kind of determine like, well, this is actually probably what it was. Because like a lot of them are based on really, really old stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them might actually, there's one who's called like the rock or something like that. And it's really just a big type of bird that they think actually lived. It was like somewhere in either South America or like where Mexico is now or something like that. I can't remember where, but it was just one of those things where it's like, well, it's just a prehistoric bird that they probably just found some bones for. And that was like, right. well, that's it. And other things where it was something else. Like, you know, they think that the Jersey devil was a mix of just people telling legends and people seeing um, like a certain type of crane um, and that kind of stuff. And I mean, it's depressing. Right. Bigfoot's fake as shit. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I desperately, oh, desperately want Nessie to be a real thing. Oh, that would be great. A plesiosaur? Yeah. Still existing? It would be awesome. It would be. But every bit of evidence that's ever, you know, quote-unquote evidence that's ever been put forward for the Loch Ness Monster has been debunked in one way or another. And, you know, talking about the big, the giant bird, you know, you get a lot of, like, we get more into mythology here, but you get, like, the the Greeks talking about the... Uh, giant cyclopes or um the titans or you know different different animals um in their mythology and what it's been what it's been dragons dragons are a big one what what it's been realized is that these ancient cultures were finding dinosaur fossils and just explaining it the best way they could that that fit with what they believed and what they knew yeah, I don't know. It's still it's it's depressing, but Ghost was the one that held on the longest because I just I don't know. I I wanted it to be there. Yeah, I wanted it to be like a thing. Uh, I I just be, I don't know. I think the idea of being a ghost seems fun as hell. <laughs> just uh, moving people's keys and shit. Yeah, well, especially because like, how far does it go? I think they don't go enough like in the movies about what a ghost can do because sometimes like there's real they, they can physically manipulate stuff right because i mean there's there's the few different types of ghosts that you see in movies like sometimes they just kind of stand off in the distance and sometimes it's just a little jump scare where you just kind of see them standing there sometimes they can actually physically manipulate stuff i want to be that kind of ghost and i'm gonna haunt a really cool house that's got a lot of awesome shit i'm just gonna play with their toys all day <laughs> And 
Like some dude comes home. He's like, man, what keeps fucking up all my PlayStation saves? Me. It was me. I waited for you to go to work, and then I played your fucking games. I started my own. And don't delete that shit, or I'll poltergeist the shit out of this place. <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm better than you at this game, so fuck off. Yeah. See, that seems fun as hell, right? Yeah, absolutely. You and scare I'm people. All for it. Yeah. They don't do enough of that kind of stuff in movies. You know what? Science needs to get on this. Science, figure out how to make us ghosts so that we can hunt somebody's kick-ass house and fuck with their with their games. See, that's but that was another thing where it's like, it, it, no thought really goes into it. Like I, the idea of ghosts or spirits is like as old as people, but like I, it's kind of changed as time has went on. But like some of that stuff, like it doesn't make any sense. Like. If you're a spirit, why would you be able to touch things? Like, why is that a thing? Mm -hmm. um, and if you can't touch things, how the fuck do you stay in place? Like, how do you not just fall through the fucking planet? Right. Like, you can walk through walls, but somehow you can't fall through the floor. Right. Or maybe you can fly. And if you can fly, why do you walk at all? Like, why aren't you just flying? Like... I don't get it. Like, there's so many issues, and as I got older, everything just fell apart. It really breaks my heart. Yeah, the whole the whole ghost thing. Well, and honestly, there is actually some um, scientific precedence for for uh, ghost sightings and things of that nature. And what it is, a lot of it's bullshit. Well, yeah, but uh, what it, a lot of what it comes down to is. Um, evolutionary paranoia uh so there's a there's a a condition i call it a condition i don't know if that's correct term but there's a something called uh i read up on it years ago something called uh pareidolia and what that is is it's what allows us to see familiar shapes in random patterns so like when you've been looking at like uh wood grain um like uh Right. Door frames. You see a face or you see a, a shape. Right. You that's see known Jesus as, on a cat's asshole. Right. Exactly. So that's what's called pareidolia. And what it's believed is that we evolved with that because when we were an early species living on the plains surrounded by predators and we were not yet the top of the food chain, it was better to think you saw a big cat in the grass and run away and it not be there than for you to not realize that something's there when it is and be eaten. So better to be paranoid about something that isn't there and safe than to not have the ability to recognize patterns even if they're not there and die. Yeah, so I actually had a conversation about that uh, here. It's been a little while ago, but this thing started circulating on social media and I couldn't help myself. And it was about the Uncanny Valley. Um which is if if a a person is generally put off by seeing something that almost looks like a person um because you can tell that it's not quite right and the closer that they are to actually looking like a person the worse it tends to get for people and someone had put that up um on social media this kind of thing about how uh terrifying it is that we've we've evolved to get that uncanny valley uh, response, which means that there had to have been something that looked almost human, but wasn't, that was a threat to breathe that in. And my take on it was that 
that thing. So I didn't know the word that you just said, but that's really what it comes down to is it's we're bred in it's bred into us just like most animals to recognize a threat. And if it's not immediately recognizable as not a threat, then it's immediately subject to a threat response where it's like, oh, something's not right. So you might die. Figure it out. Right. And and here's the here's the ridiculous thing about what you're saying. What you're saying is that people think that because it's it looks somewhat human like but not exactly so it scares us means well there must have been something that was kind of like a human but not quite that was dangerous. No. What kind of looked like a human but may not have been or or seemed to not be but was dangerous was just a fucking human who was either far off or partially obscured or something like that because like a war in our species is not a new concept. This is something that our species has been doing probably since we evolved on the plains of Africa. So like if you're a member of this tribe and there's another tribe over here that wants to kill you and your family and your children and your dog and you look off in the distance and you see something that kind of sort of looks like a person chances are it could be a member of that other tribe coming to fucking murder you. Well, I, I did see something about um, it could be like a leftover response from when uh, Homo sapiens and Neanderthals coexisted, which I, I guess I could get behind that uh, at least to an extent, but I, I don't know. I still think it really just boils down to it's something that you subconsciously realize is not your people and mm-hmm. could be a threat. Right. And the thing about, like, it's possible about the coexistence between Homo sapiens and Neanderthals, but the thing is, is more recent studies have shown that rather than wiping them out through endless wars and, and just killing them off, we just actually interbreeded with them. And the extinction wasn't so much warring with the Neanderthals, but was more of fucking them out of existence literally I, I don't know enough about it to to really say like for sure like i haven't really looked it up what happened between us and them because i haven't cared enough that's kind of like one of the time frames that i don't really care about <laughs> much like early american history like i don't give a shit yeah i get that i i i've always been fascinated by paleo history um prehistory i guess is the proper term sorry prehistory um, and that kind of, you know, that comes along with it. So they, somewhat recent years, not super recent, but in somewhat recent years, they've done DNA testing on different people throughout the entire world and found that a very large majority of living humans share some sort of genetic line with extinct hominids. See, I... I seem to remember reading something about that, but I don't think it was like a majority of people. I think it was a very small number of people that still share some um, Neanderthal DNA. I think it was originally, but I think it's grown. I think it has kind of become a majority. I'm going to take a look at this here um, real quick, though, to double-check my In the meantime, I want to double back here to... um, When we were talking about cryptids, there was an issue that... I, I used to overlook with Nessie, which is, that seems cool as hell, man. Like, there's a lake out there with a dinosaur in it, somehow still floating around. No one can explain why only one of the species would still be alive, but people just kind of go with it. 
But an issue that I always had, even when I was like younger, was what does that thing eat? Like, if I remember, the plesiosaur was a carnivore. And even if it wasn't, like, I seem, like, it it seems to stand out, like, there isn't a whole lot of stuff in Loch Ness. Like, it's not a very densely populated lake. And that always bugged me, because, like, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a plot hole. If it was a movie, that'd be a plot hole. <laughs> that's, it was actually one of the same plot holes that I had. There's this terrible shark movie, and I like, I, I like terrible shark movies. And it's still... It, it this this one is called uh, thirty seven meters down uncaged, which is not to be confused with thirty seven meters down. Period. Uh, it's the sequel to that, uh, and it's about these girls who are in these underwater ruins, and a like earthquake or something happens, and it blocks their entrance, so they have to like go all the way through to get out the other side. And lo and behold, there is a stray great white shark that's been trapped since birth in these ruins. And so it's like an albino great white shark that also, get this, is blind. And, you know, every so often you see stuff all all over social media about, like, they have found, like, new fish or crustaceans or squid or jellyfish from like the deep right or you know they open up a cave that's got a bunch of new bugs in it and um do you know what they all have in common they're all blind they're all itty bitty they're fucking (laughs) tiny that too because there's no fucking food you can't have a super predator with no food that was a big problem with the dinosaurs and a lot of other super predators was you can't have something get very big if there's not a not enough food source. And I could not get over the whole movie I'm watching this thinking this is a great white shark that's been locked in a cave for its entire life and somehow is a huge great white shark. Like it's not even just like a regular great white. It's like the size of jaws. Like the thing is a fucking monster. Why? It's got nothing to eat. Nothing at all. There's some other fish that they found in that, and the fish was, like, maybe the size of their hand. Like, from the front of its face to the back of its back fin. It, it's it's a movie trope. I don't want to necessarily say trope. It's a storytelling um, tool called uh, Suspension of Disbelief. I can't do it. No, it's stupid um, in that, especially in that, but it's it's definitely, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so I did find, um, going back to the Neanderthal thing here real quick, I did find something. Now this is a Wikipedia article on the matter, um, and I'm quoting here. So, quote, Neanderthal-derived DNA has been found in the genomes of most or possibly all contemporary populations, varying noticeably by region. It accounts for 1-4% to 4% of modern genomes for people outside sub-Saharan Africa, although estimates vary and either none or possibly up to 0.3% according to recent research for those in Africa. It is highest in East Asians, intermediate in Europeans, and lower in Southeast Asians. According to some evidence, it is also lower in Melanesians compared to both East Asians and Europeans. However, some research finds higher Neanderthal admixture in Oceanians as well as in Native American groups than in Europeans, though not higher than in East Asians. 
Now, that's Neanderthal-derived. Denisovan-derived ancestry is largely absent from modern populations in Africa and Western Eurasia. <clears throat> the highest rates by far of Denisovan admixture have been found in Oceania and some Southeast Asian populations, with an estimated 4-6% to of the genome of modern Melanesians being derived from Denisovans. While some Southeast Asian Negrito populations carry Denisovan admixture, others have none, such as the Andamanese. What, what is this from? Uh, this is a Wikipedia article on Wait. the matter of uh, interbreeding between Homo sapiens and other early cousins to Homo sapiens, specifically the Neanderthals and Denisovans. Uh, in addition, low traces of Denisovan-derived ancestry have been found in mainland Asia with an elevated Denisovan ancestry in South Asian populations compared to other mainland populations. So, so it's, it, it may not be a majority, but there is, um, you know, the, the percentage number seems small, but when you actually break it down to the actual numbers of the, uh, Earth's population, there is a large number of people, um, whose genomes do have traces existent of Neanderthals and Denisovans, which are early hominids <clears throat> fairly closely related to Homo sapiens that didn't actually, um, unlike our line, didn't continue on. Huh. Weird. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Homo sapiens are more... A lot of Homo sapiens are more of a... Uh, hybridization between different species of hominids than they are a, uh, a pure genome species. Hmm. We just like went back to like fucking seventh grade like science class. You're welcome. Thanks for that. Because I was actually thinking that my uh, my coffee was a little bit too strong this morning and I needed something to bring me down. It's whatever. Everybody out there loves hearing hearing interesting stuff. So, I wanted to talk about a little bit about um, video games in movies and TV as Ooh, well. I like that. Um, oh, yeah. I knew you would. Um, <clears throat> so, of course, you're aware of the Witcher series uh, that, Netflix, that Netflix did. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Oh, yeah. It was like I... I was going into it hoping it was going to be good. Um, they got Henry Cavill, who, granted, you know, a lot of the movies he's done so far have been you know, mixed reviews. But in general, he's a good actor. Yeah. Um, by all accounts, he's a good person. Dude, I'll tell you what. He won me over in an interview about Superman um, where I, I can't remember if it was like when they were doing the press for Superman or if it was for something later and he was just like reaching back to talk about it mm -hmm. where he says that he was in the middle of raiding on World of Warcraft when he got the call that he was going to be <laughs> Superman. And so he had to like leave. He like, he, he like get up from his computer and then get the news. And then he comes back and he's like telling his guildmates like, hey, I'm going to be Superman. <laughs> and right there I was in. I was like, all right, I like this guy. He's a right. gamer. He, oh, yeah. Like, I don't like WoW, but, I mean, I'll give him a pass on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, people like what they like. And, I mean, it's clearly not the only thing he, he plays. Now, and I have heard that the reason he, he's a gamer is because, like, he likes being an actor. He likes doing movies and stuff, but he's not a big fan of, like, all the attention. 
he doesn't like, you know, when he goes out, he's constantly, you know, the crowds and people always recognizing him and coming up to him, supposedly. And so, for the most part, when he's not doing a movie, he just stays at home and plays games. I would love to figure out what his username is. Like, oh, I don't know dude. if that's floating around somewhere. Oh, man. I, I imagine be being being Henry Cavill, he probably kind of keeps that to himself. I would imagine so. Because, I mean, if you don't, then you are going to have, you know, fucking just every neckbeard fucking gamer, whether they like you or not. Because, you know, if they like you, they're going to think, oh, sweet, I can talk to Henry Cavill and we can be best buds. And no. Or if they hate him. Um, you know, they're just going to be trying to talk shit and just be just fucking shitty. I thought your portrayal of Superman was derivative. All right. Which I haven't seen the movies. I haven't um, watched any of them. No, I fucking hate I. Superman. Like as I'm, a character. Yeah. I, it's just he's way too overpowered. Like when, when your character, and this isn't a dig on Henry Cavill, this is a dig on DC Comics. Right, this, but, the, a dig towards Superman the character. Right, right, not Henry Cavill. A lot of respect for Henry Cavill, gamer, all around, from what I've heard, great person, good actor. Um, but when you write a character like Superman who's so overpowered that you just have to start inventing different ways for him to get beat, then you, you've, just, you've written yourself into a corner. Yeah. And there's no suspense. There's no suspense to Superman. See, I, I'll catch flack for this, but I also feel the same way about Batman. I think he's gotten fucking way out of hand. I mean, it's fine. I don't, I don't really pay attention to comics, uh, anymore. Um, I don't even really pay attention to the movies either. So it, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I'm not going to go on a tirade that's anti-Batman. There's still a lot of Batman stuff that I really like, but I think he's kind of reached that point too, where it's. It's it's like a joke that takes itself seriously. He Batman has definitely been deified. Like to a ridiculous point. Like to like and and again, I'm not going to get too analytical here. I'm not going to delve super deep into the whole Batman lore or the world behind Batman. I like Batman well enough. I like um you know, some of the Batman movies and and you know, I like some of the animated stuff. Um I particularly enjoyed um the uh, Michael Keaton Batman movies. Um, those were a lot of fun. But And Michael fucking Keaton. Oh, God, I love Michael Keaton. Um, but, like, Batman has just been absolutely deified, just to a ridiculous extent, especially for somebody... <laughs> somebody with... And, and this isn't a dig against people with mental illness, but he's he's clearly has a severe mental illness. He dresses up as a giant bat and beats the shit out of people on a nightly basis. Like, this this... All in all, you can say, well, Batman does it because he fights crime. Okay, fine. But he's not a healthy person by any means. And in a lot of aspects, he's not a good person by yeah. any means. Like, he's he's a, a, he's a mentally ill martial arts expert who's very wealthy. See, I don't know. I know that they've had, um, they've had a few runs of... of- storylines and, and comics that I think are pretty cool. I There's one that I don't know if it's wrapped up now or if it's um, still wrapping up, but uh, it was called like the three clowns or something like that. And it, it was pretty interesting from what like I gleaned from it. Cause I would, I would kind of, I would, I would find the articles that were like the recaps of like the latest episode mm-hmm. with, uh, or of the latest release um, with spoilers that way, you know, I would know what's going on because I really had no interest in going out and buying them. 
Um, but there's something about there's three different Jokers and then how that all played together. And that's like they were trying to answer questions as to why sometimes the Joker acted one way and sometimes he acted a different way. And it's because there's actually three of them and that popped up at different times and whatever. And there's also there's one called like Blackest Night or something like that where there's a there's a version of Batman that is uh, got poisoned by the Joker gas and he's called the the one who laughs and it's pretty fucking metal like it's he's pretty cool he's got he's got two little robins that are also got gassed and they're like little goblins that he keeps on fucking leashes hmm. it's pretty dark it's pretty cool but I like it yeah. There was <clears throat> there was a, a thing I saw a while back. I don't know that it was ever actually a storyline. Um, it may have been. I don't follow the comics at all. Um, that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, and this will be pretty much probably the last thing I say on the on the Batman um, matter. But what, that I thought was pretty interesting was um, the idea was that in like a, a, a parallel universe um, or an alternate timeline. In the alleyway, it's actually Bruce who gets shot and killed, not his parents. And uh, so his mother just goes completely insane and becomes the Joker, and his father becomes Batman. And once a year, on the anniversary, they meet up in the alleyway. Yeah, so I think that's part of like the—I guess I don't know about all the rest of that, but part of that is in the um, the Flash Paradox or something like that. So it was an actual storyline then. I yeah I don't know exactly ins and outs ins and outs but they made a um a, a animated movie where the Flash somehow ends up in like an alternate reality and he's trying to get back and mm-hmm. so he seeks out Batman to get some help and the Batman that he finds just kind of beats the shit out of him and it's like a very super violent Batman and then it clicks with him that. It's not Bruce Wayne, it's Thomas Wayne, and Bruce was the one that got murdered, and yeah, there's like a whole thing hmm. with it, but See, I don't remember too much of it. I, I really, I don't dive too deep into comics in general, but especially not the DC comics. Right. And we went off on a bit of a tangent here. We, <laughs> the, to get back to The Witcher. <laughs> to get back to what the, we were supposed to be talking about. Um, so... The Witcher series on Netflix, I thought it was absolutely great. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, now, I haven't played all the games. I've never actually finished The Witcher 3, um, so I can't say how closely to the games it follows. I do know that it was supposed to follow the books more closely, supposedly. I've never read the books, so I can't say for certain if it if it does. Um, but what I can say is that I think this, I think the series is, is well-written. Um, I think it's well-acted. I think Henry Cavill does a really good job as Geralt, and I'm sure... People are going to disagree with me. I've seen a lot of mixed reviews on that, but I personally think he did a good job. And it's refreshing. One of the things I think that makes me like The Witcher so much is that it is so refreshing to see the story from, again, granted it was a book first, but the story that I'm most familiar with is the video game, and that be translated to a purely visual media like a television show or a movie, without being a steaming pile of shit. It's super rare. Really is. But I think that they really, they did well in picking the in picking The Witcher because there's a lot of stories that you could tell of Geralt of Rivia. You know, where, I mean, you could dive into his past. Um, I mean, really, you could do anything. Like, they probably just could have made 
a mini series based on one hunt that's like a particularly like intricate hunt like hunt and it probably would have been good too like they would have put that um effort into it mm-hmm. uh but I, yeah and i think you have to assume that part of the reason that it works so well is um for one because studios realized that they could do big budget tv shows like uh, like game of thrones and people will latch onto it and two they have a, a their principal actor um uh, who is a fan of the games and is adamant about them making it good right it's it's got to go a long way oh yeah definitely and i think the witcher is going to be really successful and i think like you said um some of the success is owed to things like game of thrones um and i would even go so far as to say you know things like uh spartacus and rome and chernobyl like you said these these television shows or these um miniseries that have just massive budgets and they just do incredibly well because they're well written and and people really enjoy it um so definitely some credit owed there absolutely um but the witcher in and of itself has now i think kind of kicked down the door for the realization that hey movies aren't a great way to go but high budget series are perfect for this kind of thing because one you're not trying to tell an an extended story within the span of just a couple hours like you would do in a movie and and two it's just i don't know it's it's i think it's easier to to follow in bite-sized chunks you know rather than trying to like one, they're not trying to cram all this important stuff into just a couple hours, and two, because they have that longer format, they can get more in there, but they can break it up into um, episodes that are easy to watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's definitely the way to go, because um, we've seen in the past video game movies that are just awful. <laughs> Special mention on that note, um, anybody who's ever seen the Super Mario Brothers movie, and if you haven't, if you haven't, find it, watch it. Don't kill yourself when it's over. You're, you might want to, especially if you're a fan of Mario, but don't. And join us in our hatred. Yeah. I, I don't think... So, Mario catches a lot of flack, but I don't even think that that's the worst one. Really? No. Uh, there was a horrible, horrible Tara Reid movie um, based on Alone in the Dark. Mm. That was really, really bad. Um, Tara Reid and Christian Slater. I have that movie. That's it's That one is super bad. I guess for me, I was able to sit down and actually watch that movie and not just have a visceral hatred for it because I never played the game. And when I first watched it, I didn't know... That there was a game or books or any other any other version of the story. I thought it was just a low-budget horror flick. And going in it from that aspect, if you're if you enjoy watching low-budget horror movies, it wasn't bad. But knowing that there's actually there's actually source material that was translated over to the movie, um, I can I can definitely see why. It's hated. I still don't... I've never played the games or anything like that, though, so I still don't know. Well, there's... I mean... I don't know. There's there's plenty of other movies that I think are 
at least as bad as the Mario one. The Prince of Persia movie was terrible. Oh, it was awful. Um, the Assassin's Creed movie was terrible. It was. Uh, and I like Michael Fassbender. I do. But that movie was so fucking bad. Well, I can... I, dude, I'll go in further and say I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I... I nope. I can't agree there. I, see, I, I think he does well in some movies. I, he's he's kind of one of those actors that I think can't really pull off any role, but... I think he's all right. Uh, he did great in Zodiac, but the, it, it really it, if you go back and comb through any movies, like any of the movies that are based off of video games, um, they're they're just universally bad. Um, even the ones that are good are bad. Like I love the Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> I love it. I even liked the second one. I won't go so far as to say I love it, the second one, but I, I do. I love the first one, mm-hmm. and it is awful. Oh, it's awful movie. It's just it is, but it's it's so bad that it's so much fun to watch. And I, I'm right there with you. I, I think the first one was just. I love the first Mortal Kombat. It's a lot of fun to watch. The second one, um, my biggest pet peeve with the second one is they changed the actor for Raiden. Um, I really like, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Um, I can't think of his name right now, but played Raiden in the first one. And for those uh, of you who Michael maybe, Lambert, is that what it is? Might Christopher be. Lambert, Christopher, Christopher Lambert. Lambert. I yeah. got the Lambert part, right? Yes. Yes. So shout out, uh, shout out to Mortal Kombat 11 though, when they released the movie character pack. So oh, nice. there, uh, there's a, a classic Raiden, um, Johnny Cage and Sonya skins from the movies. Oh, I, I think I did see that. Yeah, likeness of the actors, and I believe they even got the actors to do the voice lines for them. Nice. That's awesome. Um, and for those of you who don't aren't aware of the uh, Mortal Kombat movie, the first one with uh, Christopher Lambert, for anybody who's seen um, pretty much most of the Highlander movies, uh, Christopher Lambert was Connor McCloud, for those of you who aren't aware. Um, but... Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you with the Mortal Kombat movies. They're they're that, fun. That one's but probably bad. The, that one's probably the best one. I'm I mean I'm I might be forgetting some. I think that that one's probably the the high mark, and it's pretty low. <laughs> it uh, it really is. Um, I have had I have heard tell that they're supposed to be doing a, a reboot of the yes. Mortal Kombat, and it's supposed to be, by all accounts so far, it's looking like it's going to be pretty fucking good. Yeah, but I always take that with a grain of salt because they always say that. That's true. Um, when these are coming out, I mean, they were making a big deal about a Monster Hunter movie releasing that just released recently, and I haven't watched it. Um, I, I I can even say on the video game side of it, I'm not a huge Monster Hunter fan. Um, I played the last one, um, and it's 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 okay. I'm just I'm not a huge fan of the series, um, so I wasn't really like champing at the bit to get to see a movie about it but they were really hyping that one up too and from all accounts it seems like it came out and flopped pretty bad mm-hmm. which is not surprising but it still <laughs> sucks like i want even if it's something that i'm not into like i want it to work out well like i know that there's some uh tv shows that are coming out based on video games and at least one of them is a video game that i don't even particularly like but i want it to work out mm-hmm. yeah and I never, I never played any of the Monster Hunter games. Um, probably not. I'm not real concerned with seeing the movie. I do like Mila Jovovich. Um, I think she's a good actor. Um, 
but I don't know. The Resident Evil movies are another series of movies. I I don't know. I like them well enough. Like I can watch them mostly, um, but they're certainly not. They're not as as good as they as they should be, and they're 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 certainly. I mean, just they're guess, really just kind of bad. I, I can give it to the first one where they at least um, they at least got the tone right. Like it's really dark and it's really gory, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's okay. I thought it was just a mediocre movie. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe just maybe just barely that makes the high mark for video game movies. I'm not really sure. Yeah. That one never really clicked with me. And I know that they kept making those movies and they got wildly out of hand. Oh, they got, yeah, it got ridiculous. Like I do. I, I like the, the first couple well enough, but I don't know. After that, they got pretty, pretty bad. Um, but I don't, I don't think, I don't know. Like you were saying before, Movies just don't... It's not a great medium for something as big as a video game. It's like... It's the same complaint that always happens when they make a, a movie out of a book. Mm-hmm. If you've... Anyone that's read the book, you always hear that. Well, the book was better. Yeah. Well, no shit the book was better because, you know, they were able to write out so many details. And then these filmmakers, they try to do an entire book, sometimes multiple books, in an hour and a half. Right. And it's just not realistic. And... So when you take a, a video game, some of these, like if you look at something like The Witcher where you could dump hundreds of hours into, and how, how are you going to try to condense that into an hour and a half, you know, maybe two hours if they're really got the green light to, to try to go long. But Right. Yeah, the, the best way to do it is TV series. Stretch that out. You know, thresh, uh, thresh out the story a little bit. You know, really, really get into their... Sorry, flesh out the story a little bit. Mm, pedantic. Um, but, yeah, really, really get into it. Get into, you know... Because the movies focus on, like, here's the main story. This is what you get. Whereas in the games, there's, like, the main story. There's the side stories. There's the side quests. There's this detail, that detail. Just different things that you can do that have nothing to do with the story. They can actually get into that in the in this, uh, the shows. And... Um, I think that's why they're they're going to be super successful, and I'm very very much. I actually got a, a free trial of HBO Max uh, here recently, and I'm going to keep it. Um, one, they have a lot of great shows on there already. Uh, started watching Game of Thrones. I plan on watching Chernobyl. But two, and possibly more importantly, they are going to have the Last of Us series coming to HBO Max, and I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, Neil Druckmann, who is the head writer for the games, is going to be involved in the writing for the series, as well as having the director uh, from Chernobyl come over to direct the Last of Us series. So, very excited for that. Uh, I think it starts filming this year, um, so I'm hoping to see first season probably next year sometime. See, and that's 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 the one that I really don't care about. Like, I'm not a fan of the games, Um in, but I hope it works out because it's, you know, if, if one comes out and it works out, then they make a second one. And as long as they keep working, they'll keep trying to do it. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'll ever even watch the last of us, the, the, the show. Um, maybe I'm, you know, check out an episode, see if it clicks with me, but it's one I don't care about, but I do want it to work out. I want it to be good, and I think that this is the best way to do it. 
Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And one of the things that's definitely going to come down to on whether or not it's going to be good is going to be having the right actors. So they definitely need to do a good job casting. You got to get the right people, especially, you know, especially for your main characters, Joel and Ellie. You know, you can't have just any guy, bearded guy, be Joel. This the the person who's doing it has to be able to do the accent. He's got to get the he's got to get the he's got to get the attitude right, everything like that. Let's and, see. And is the voice actor for Joel is that Nolan North or no Troy Baker? Troy Baker was the voice actor for Joel. I imagine you could he's not a, a camera actor like he just pretty much does voice work he uh, he does the voice work and he did he did the motion capture for the games as well but the problem is is that if you, you, you know, a big part of translating from you know especially like a video game to a movie or TV show is getting the characters to look right and while Troy Baker would absolutely I have no doubt do a great job um, because obviously he has the sound he doesn't have the look for Joel. So he did the motion capture, but the visual wasn't actually based on Troy Baker. And if it was, it was loosely based. Well, I, I was just in the sense that they could probably make it work. And I think it's a lot easier to make a guy look like Joel in the game because he's just average white guy with short, dark hair and a beard. Well, except going he's, gray. he's pretty beefy, and uh, Troy Baker's actually pretty slender. Yeah, but that's not, that's not really an issue because... I mean, they do that with a lot of That's people. true. And while you they and I probably wouldn't see an issue with it, you know there are people out there who would get all kinds of butt hurt. I, I think it just kind of depends. I don't know. Because I, I, I don't have a very, like, a seriously clear picture of Troy Baker in my mind. Mm-hmm. But I bet they could make it work. I don't think that they could get the girl who does the voice of Ellie to look like Ellie because there isn't a whole lot. <laughs> no, there isn't yeah. there. I like that girl a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, she's great. And I don't. It's super rude. I don't know her name, but I think she does well. Like, so I never finished The Last of Us. Like we've talked about many times, I I can't get through it. But I think they all do well. Like the acting in it's good. Um, and I think she's really talented. But has there been any information on casting for that show yet? Nothing that I've seen. Nothing um, of a serious nature. Um. <clears throat> Everything's been like fan theory or, you know, anything like that. So I haven't actually seen anything. And I'm going to look now, too, just to see if I've missed anything. And uh, while I'm doing that, to to your point, Ashley Johnson was the name of the uh, voice actor for Ellie. Ashley Johnson. I'm a big fan. So taking a look here. Um, yep, I'm on IMDb. They have no cast, uh, at least none that they're announcing as of right now. So, uh, But it is slated... Uh, according to this, it's going to be a 2021 TV series. So we might have this to look forward to um, this year still. So if you're a fan of the games and you're looking forward to this show, um, could be coming soon. I'm definitely going to be watching for it. And uh, I don't know, I might have to take some vacation time from work and sit down and just, especially if they release the entire season in one go, I'm probably just going to have to binge. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's Like I said, I I don't know if I'll ever... If I'll watch it I, or anything, but I, I do hope it works out because I want them to keep making games. Uh, I know that there's been a bunch that they've been kicking around. Um, yeah, I've been seeing announcements for an Elder Scroll TV shows that I think would be cool. I don't know what uh, what we would be looking at if it would 
if maybe they would try to lean on one of the games or what the timeline is because there's there's five principal games in the Elder Scrolls series and they're all set like a lot like a ways apart mm-hmm. um and so I don't know there but that's exciting that could be interesting I hope that they, they do that well um I believe there's also a, a God of War uh television show that they're working on and apparently I've heard talks of Gerard Butler playing Kratos that would be a good choice for for Kratos um, I think so I think he could pull it off yeah he's got he's got, I mean so I mean you think about it <laughs> as far as the look for Kratos goes like Leonidas right. from from 300 a, a, a person who is cast as is arguably the most famous Spartan could yeah also be cast as the the ghost of Sparta exactly now I don't know of anything and I'm trying to look here to see if there is uh okay so according to happy gamer there is a God of War television show reportedly in the works um now that doesn't necessarily mean that anything's coming could still be fan theory it looks like some people like the idea of Jason Momoa for Kratos which I could see that too nah I pass but um I mean the look look wise anyway it's kind of he's kind of got it but I think I think Gerard Butler would be the right way to go um, and to your point about the Elder Scrolls, I'm kind of looking at that like you do with The Last of Us. These aren't games that I got particularly interested in. Um, never really played them much. <clears throat> Was never really all that interested. However, I would absolutely love the the show, and because like it, it's just it's it's that it's that um, it's that aesthetic that I like. You know, it's going to be very. Game of Thrones or Vikings like in its aesthetic and it's going to be a lot of fun see I've actually thought about this um, a little bit from before and what I think would be a great version of an Elder Scrolls TV series and I think the best thing that they could do uh, there'll be some people who probably disagree with me here is I think they should actually be based on the events that lead up to the third game in the series Morrowind um, which is probably the first one that went really big really kind of mainstream um maybe it didn't catch on as well as the fourth one but there's there's a whole kind of lead up um to that third game where like in the game it's kind of a toss-up as to whether or not you're the reincarnated um uh spirit of this old like elven leader type thing and the story of that leader and what happens and like his kind of rise and eventual murder um that sparks the issues that start or that that are the main issues in the third game i think would be great because it's something that they they haven't done in the games um they've talked about a little bit what happened at like the battle of red mountain i think it's called um but i think it's it's got a lot of intrigue to it you know and there's some lies and there's some murder and there's you know a lot of battles and stuff i think it would make a great tv show yeah, it definitely sounds like it'd be interesting. And like I said, I don't know enough about the games, but I would look forward to the show. I think it'd be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I, there's um, I, there's promise with with that, and so I'd I'd be interested. And I'm I would definitely be interested in a God of War show. That mm-hmm. those games are all great. I don't know what storyline they would lean on. You know, if they're gonna maybe tie in 
the years in between the Roman era and now this Norse era? Greek, not Roman. He was, uh, he was Spartan. Right. I said Roman? You did. Oops. Yeah, well, Greek. Uh, <laughs> but, we're, 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 we're not completely stupid. We're idiots, but we are smart, I promise. Yeah. Um, but I, that, I could see if they would do that, uh, if they cover those years that bridge the gap. Um, that could be interesting, meeting, meeting his Norse wife and, and everything. Um, and it would definitely, it would definitely be a story that, that wouldn't be super familiar to anybody. So it, they could definitely hash it out, uh, without having to be too worried about staying specifically true to any source material. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to do something like that though, too, you would definitely have to have somebody from the creative team for the games involved to make sure you get it right. Otherwise you're just going to, you run the risk of just doing some hodgepodge bullshit. I think God of War would be pretty hard to make. Like if you're just looking at just the ins and outs of what they have to do, because the, the big selling point of God of War was really the big set piece fights. Like, that's the one that that's the thing that really grabs hold. I mean, it has a good story, um, and the the story's pretty cool, and you know the voice acting in it's pretty good. But the main meat of those games, what really set it apart, was those big set piece boss battles and real gory executions. Oh yeah, it was so brutal. You'd imagine that they'd have to do something along those lines, and man. I think that would be hard to do because it's it would certainly be expensive, right? And then you just have to roll the dice and hope that whatever process that they're using to do this, it doesn't look like shit. Right. Yeah, I I think it would be a difficult undertaking, but I with enough planning um and getting getting everything right, getting the right actors, getting the right teams working on it the right visual effects the right special effects the right writers and everything like that i think they could i think they could make it really well i hope so fingers crossed um for for all of them last of us elder scrolls god of war um i i think i heard at one point like they were talking about a uh, like a fallout series which i'd be into that'd be interesting um really any of them it's just make a video game series, make it good. Just keep doing it so that you keep making more. That's that's. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. It's it, man. The Witcher came out and it really knocked it out of the park. Um, I I would have liked it if they had cast somebody else as as Yen. Hmm. Um, I don't have a good reason for that, <laughs> like at all. I don't have any complaints <laughs> about the the girl. Um, I also I don't know her name. Um, she's great in the show. She's a really good actress and she sells it well. I just. You get attached to the the first iteration of anything, like, and it happens across the board. Your first, your first real superhero is probably your favorite, right? Um, the first entry in whatever Star Wars trilogy was your first is probably going to be your favorite one, except for the sequels. Um, yeah, there's a lot of those. Even that, a lot of people who like the sequels because that's what they started on gross yeah but that's that's kind of what it is and so i started with the yen of the witcher games and she's my favorite one damn it 
and I want the physical representation of her. Even though the girl that they cast, she's she's very pretty and she's a very good actress and she does it very well. Like she does great. This isn't a complaint against her at all. I just I don't have a good reason for it. <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying. It's one of those things, you know, where you you get attached to character. It's like the same thing. Like okay, so like. Let's use a. I know you've watched it, and I've watched it. It's a great show. Um, it's called Spartacus. Sure. We use this as an example. So the first actor to to play the role of Spartacus, he was fucking great. He nailed it. He did a really really good job. Yeah, Andy Whitman. That's it. Yep. Was. Uh, yeah, I think something along those lines. No, Andy Andy Whitehall. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look it up. But he did just such a phenomenal job. Now, unfortunately, this wasn't something. Um, this wasn't done by choice. Uh, he unfortunately died. Andy Whitfield, Andy that's what Whitfield, it is. Yeah. Um, he unfortunately died, and they had to recast the role. Um, and the second guy they got did just a great job. He was really, really good. And if he had been the actor they started with, I would have been just as happy with the show as as I would have been if Andy if Andy Whitfield went through the whole thing, right? But because they had to change the actor. It, it, I don't know, it just wasn't quite the same. It was still really good, um, and the dude still did a great job, and I still thoroughly enjoyed the show, but it just wasn't the same because I got attached to the original actor. Yeah, that's it's uh, that's how I felt the whole time through. Where And, and I know that he, um, Andy, w- was even part of the casting process to make sure that, like, it, everything went smoothly. Like, he, he didn't just totally die like out of nowhere um you know he, he got cancer he realized things were going you know he was either gonna have to get like i think he had to leave so he could get like aggressive treatment and it was still kind of like a you know toss up obviously it didn't work out because he mm-hmm. passed on but he was a part of the hiring process that hired liam mcintyre to replace him um and and that guy also did great like you said i i have no complaints about him at all other than he wasn't Andy. Right. Yeah. And it's an unfortunate situation. They're both good. They were both good actors. Um, and yeah. Great Liam, show too. Man. Oh, it was. It was a phenomenal go show. Go back and watch that. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, good story. Very, like, I, I, and I love this, but just over the top bloody. And I loved it. it yeah. Was, it was phenomenal. Like, they're just, just, and the, the CGI, the obvious CGI blood, somebody get bashed in the back of the head and just blood spraying everywhere. And it, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And the story's good. The story's really, really good. Um, and I really do. I like the whole cast. They did a really good job with the casting. And Liam McIntyre did a great job. But, yeah, because he wasn't Andy, it just wasn't the same. You know, that's actually how, uh, in a simple... Uh, similar fashion the one of the actors from spartacus went on to play deathstroke in the arrow tv series really and um because he went on to play deathstroke that was the first live action deathstroke i'd seen so then when they made um i think that they're making a movie and there's another guy playing deathstroke in the movie Mm. and the other guy is also a good actor who fits the part very well. Like he looks like him and everything. And I'm sure he's going to do great, but I wanted the other guy because I saw him first. It who, just clicked. Who was it that they, they made Deathstroke um, from Spartacus? From Spartacus. I can't remember his character name. Uh, I remember they called him the, um, the undefeated Gaul Crixus. 
Oh, right. Um, Manu Bennett. Yeah, yeah, Manu Bennett. So he was also in um, the Hobbit movies. He was the um, lead orc. Um, he and he was in Thirty Days of Night. I know you're not a big fan of that movie, but he was in Thirty Days of Night. He was uh, he was like the deputy in oh, that I guess movie. I haven't watched that in quite a while, so mm-hmm. I I didn't remember. But yeah, he he did great as Deathstroke. Oh yeah. Well, I haven't seen him as Deathstroke, but he he's a good actor. I I do really like Manu Bennett, and he did just, he was phenomenal in Spartacus. Oh yeah. But I don't know. It is I the circle back. Um, yeah, I I hope they keep doing well. I really like The Witcher, and I'm excited for new stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, now obviously you've you've kind of thrown your hat in for The Last of Us, but um, if you moving away from that, because I know that that's like uh your favorite game, like oh, series, like fucking hands down. So moving away from <laughs> that, what other game series would you like to see? And in that format where they can make a, a TV show out of it or God forbid a movie. <laughs> well, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to have to, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to bring up the idea for a movie because there's just, there's, it never works out and it would just be poor. I mean, I guess if I had to pick one for a movie off the top of my head, I really can't, it would just have to be something short, something easy to do in a, in a shorter format. Um, but going with the TV show, definitely um, Ghost of Tsushima or uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, I think, would both make excellent television shows. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Definitely drama. Oh, yeah, for drama sure. Drama shows. For sure, absolutely. Which, I don't know, I would think, trying to think back, most TV shows or movies that would be based off a of video game would probably be somewhere between an action and a drama yeah or fantasy and i mean and that works because you can throw in a lot of good comedy with those as well which you know ghost of Tsushima definitely had a lot of good you know funny bits that one's definitely a a, a strong game but they i don't know so those games they they did so well that it might be hard to make a like a tv show out of it because then what else do you do like especially in ghost of Tsushima, i mean that whole story is it's kind of self-contained right and you're trying to get your take the island back from the mongols and and so on and so forth so do you think that would work with making it about the game like following that same story or what i think if you're gonna follow the story um that was in the game, you know, to your point, I think, you know, maybe a mini series would be better for that because the ghost of Tsushima has a beginning and it has an end and that's kind of it. There's no, um, there's not much more to it. Um, so I think a mini series would definitely work better as far as following the story. If you wanted to do a branch off, I think you could do a good series. Um, but yeah, to that point, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima would definitely make a better mini series. Whereas Horizon Zero Dawn could absolutely be a TV show. It's a massive game. There's a sequel coming out. There's a lot there that they could tell. Um, so that's another one I haven't even finished. Oh god, it's so good. I, I I do like it a lot. I tend to get burnt out on sandbox games after a while because I I, I actively try to avoid the main story <laughs> as much as possible so I can get like a bunch of other stuff done and unlock mm-hmm. cool stuff and explore and everything. And then I end up burning myself out on doing like the meaningless side tests that I never finished the story. 
No, it, it's I I I played through it. I I finished it. It was actually my first platinum. I'd never platinumed a game before um, Horizon Zero Dawn, and I went for the platinum on that. A lot of fun. A lot I, of fun. I also I do want to throw this out there. Um, not not to lean on the whole woke culture thing, uh, because I think forced wokeness is ridiculous. But kudos to Horizon Zero Dawn for having a strong female lead character. And it's not about her being a strong female character. Right. And yeah, so it's just about her. She just happens to be a strong female character. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, uh, also to add to that, she's not a Mary Sue, so to speak. She's not just somebody who's just instantly good at everything she does and never has any troubles or struggles. Like she actually had to work her... And granted, they show it through a montage, but she actually, in the game, has to work very hard to become as good as she is, and you know, just kind of gets thrust into all this and has to learn and has to uh, change and and get better. So, yeah, absolutely phenomenal job done by uh, Guerrilla Games. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that would be an interesting show. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't know enough to be able to say casting off the top of my head, but there's a lot of a lot of really strong actresses right now like floating around actually interestingly enough I was watching Game of Thrones last night and as far as the role for Aloy the main character she has the right color hair she has the right look and I don't know her name but she plays Jon Snow's love interest wildling love interest in Game of Thrones oh yeah that is Kit Harington's actual wife yeah yep Um, she'd be perfect yeah, I don't know her name either. Come to think of it, yeah, she would be perfect. She also, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but she also looks like the main character from Hellblade, uh, Sinuous Sacrifice, which is another game I haven't played. It got kind of rave reviews as, as something that's really, really good, but it's not one I haven't played. I haven't played it either. But, uh, yeah, she looks like she looks like that character too. Hmm, interesting. All right, well, we're getting the casting figured out, so Hollywood just... <laughs> You know, jump on it. We're doing your job for you. Yeah. Everything short of writing the script. Which, I mean, if you're going to pay us the way you, you pay your writers, I mean, let us know. Uh, oh, yeah. We'd I'll be happy to sit it. down and try and hash something out. We'll give it a shot. Yeah, I no, I think you got a good pick there. So, to that, um, same question to you. Well, I I have a few ideas about this. Um, for different reasons. So, first, I, I would say something I would love, and I know that there's a couple out there that agree with me on this, is I would love to see a TV version of The Legacy of Cain. And it, it it's an older series, and it's really in-depth, and there's like a lot of time-hopping, and there's a lot of backstory. Um, it even got a little critical, like, criticized a little bit when it came out for being very wordy, um, there's a lot of exposition uh, in those games, but they're so good, and the story is so interesting. Um, and there's this weird juxtaposition between like humans and then vampires who like rise up to, to take over everything, and then eventually kind of fall. And you have this separate character who's something other than a vampire, like he was one, and then he got betrayed, and now he's back, really just to kill the leader of the vampires who 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 killed him twice, kind of. But it's it's really in depth and it's it's really good story and I believe all the voice actors are still alive. Like they wouldn't be able to do the the voice acting, but 
like they they would still be around to get an accurate model for their voice um but i specifically with that that game came out um and it, they released five games uh of the legacy of kane series two where you play as the vampire kane two is you play um as the soul reaver raziel and then one the last one that they made is called defiance and it combines the story between those two and you play as both of them throughout the game and it kind of ends like it's setting up the actual ending of their story but then no other games came out it just it just ended right there and i want to see the end of that and i think the best way to do that was they can make a tv show and and finish out that story and so you know they wouldn't have to worry about season after season after season you know it could be like a limited thing like one one or two seasons or, or what have you just to get through the remainder of the story and i'm fucking in dude i'll watch that i'll i'll call off work to binge that i don't care i'm in and they could even make it animated it doesn't have to be live action if they make it animated they can even use the same voice actors yeah. who and i can't remember the name of the guy who does um raziel but the guy who does the voice of Kane uh, is a really famous uh, voice actor. His name is uh, Simon Templeman. He's been in a lot of animated uh, movies and TV shows and, and video games. Um, and, yeah, I would just love to see that. Um, on the other side of that, one that I think that they can make a TV show without without really having to adhere, or adhere to a storyline specifically is, dude, I would throw down for a Dark Souls TV series. That could be good. That could be fun. Yeah, and I they could pick a totally new character and his quest to link the flame or not link the flame, whatever they decide to do. They could focus on any of the NPCs that have popped out through the Souls games so far and do maybe like a backstory on those. Like, you know, they're doing with Star Wars is there's like a movie or TV series for every creature that popped up on screen <laughs> since right. the 70s. It's ridiculous. But they could do that with Dark Souls too, man. Like... I know there's some Dark Souls players out there that would love a Sigmire of Katarina series, right? I mean, you probably don't know who that is because you're not a they big don't. Souls guy. I, I've never played him. Any of them. He's the he's the Onion Knight. He drinks a lot, falls asleep. He's great. But I, I think that would be a good one, too. I think that there would be a lot of options that they could do in a, a Dark Souls story. Or even a Bloodborne one. That'd be cool, too. But that one's a little bit more like closed off but i think bloodborne could make a good movie um just because like the whole premise is you enter the hunter's dream you go through you choose how you end it and then it's over so rather than it being like a series like dark souls is it's just a singular story that has an open and a close and right. i think you can make a movie out of that or a mini series um, going to the point of the movie, uh, thinking about this, I think a great movie that could be done, um, specifically like an animated children's movie based on a game, Medieval. All right. A little bit of a, a throwback. Yeah. You know, there's a whole kind of that early 2000s, um, early 2000s and 90s games, like a lot of them were pretty small and self-contained mm -hmm. that you could probably make, especially like a kid's movie where oh, yeah. it doesn't have to be too serious. Um, even something like uh, like Destroy All Humans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably dude. lend itself pretty That'd well. That'd be so much fun. Because it's a, it's a self-contained story that's pretty short. You yeah. know, and they don't really have to do too much to fit it into a smaller time frame. And you do an animated movie on that, and you the voice actor 
is still around. The voice actors are still around because they just they they came back and did their characters for the uh, uh, for the remake. So definitely, like I think that'd be a lot of fun. Be a good a good one for uh, for an animated movie. So I think what we're getting at here is get to it, Hollywood. Let's make this happen. Yeah. We have demands, and we all know that we're very important. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, get to it. I want to see these. Also, Danny and I are, uh, you know, we we hate working um, at our mundane-ass jobs. So, uh, you know, feel free. Hit us up. We'll help out. Oh, yeah. If you want me to write any of these things, I can do it. <laughs> For sure. I've never written a script before, but based on some of the stuff I've seen, can't be that hard. Mario Brothers. Oh God, it was so bad. <laughs> it was so. It almost, it almost killed. <laughs> it almost. Oh God, what's his name? I can't think of his name, but it almost killed him. The guy who played Mario. Um. Ooh, who did play Mario? Bob Hoskins. It almost fucking killed Bob Hoskins more than once. That piece of shit movie. Those monsters. And I, I'm not even. I'm not even making that up. He almost drowned. He got stabbed. Fucking John Leguizamo got his hand broke. Like that movie was fucking terrible. Ugh. Yeah. But it's over now, and no one ever has to go back and watch it. <laughs> yes, you do. If you haven't seen it, you have to watch it. You have to. You In fact, have to. You know what? Watch it again, and then email us and tell us about us. So uh, and, and I think that's, that's a good place to wrap up this week. So, uh, you know, thanks for riding this out with us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nobody's Podcasting. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm Trevor. And I'm Danny. And if you want more of us Nobodies, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Or if you have any questions or suggestions, you can shoot us an email at nobodiespodcasting at gmail.com.